Hello, you fellow Food for Thought listeners. Welcome to News for Thought, giving you your bi-weekly news, which we try. It's kind of hard. That will pull back the curtain and show you the truth. So I know, obviously, it's been hard for us to be able to do the complete bi-weekly news for thought. But I still try to my, try my hardest to give you the news the best I can, especially because sometimes when you wait a little bit on the news and you're not rushing into it, right? Because this happens a lot where a lot of news will come out right away and immediately people jump on it, right? Uh, you saw this with uh, Jesse Smouye, right? This guy from Chicago. Everybody jumped on it and automatically ran to give the news because they wanted to be the first one to give the news. I'm not, I don't care about the first one to give the news. I just want you to know what's happening so that you can understand uh, what's happening in our society. Because if you don't, forget about it. I mean, you got your blindfolds on and they do whatever they want. And that becomes a dangerous thing in our society. So let's begin. I'm not going to take too long because I got a lot of things that I need to do. So here we go. Your bi-weekly news, or in this case, I think it might be tri-weekly. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. All right. So starting off with the first one, daylight savings time. So they're going to be removing daylight savings time. I don't know what to think about this because it all depends on what time of the daylight savings you're falling on. Because if you're falling on the side that's you lost an hour and then from there on out, you just have no more. Like you just kind of, oh, that kind of sucks. But if you fall on the side that you gain an hour, that's actually pretty cool. So you, you fall off on the last good one. But there's actually a lot of science behind this daylight savings. I don't know if you know, but when they do this switch, there's actually a 24% increase in heart attacks and an 8% increase in strokes in 2014. That was a study that was done in Michigan. So, and actually car accidents go up by 6%. So just if you look at it, that turns into a great percentage of people being saved. So if we're falling off on this last one being, we're gaining an hour's sleep, I think that's a pretty cool one. If we fall off on we lose an hour of sleep, well, we just let 24% uh, more people just die from a heart attack. So those of you who might be dying from a heart attack, good luck. Make sure you get some extra sleep on that one hour um, on the back end. So why? Now, <clears throat> this won't be happening until 2023. Why is this going to be happening in 2023? Because all of the transit companies, all the airlines, the trains, um, ships, all that are all simultaneously running, right? They have a set schedule, these transits, and they're kind of already pushed out for one year. So if they do this, right, because they've taken into the consideration of the daylight savings, if they don't do this until 2023, then they will have to make a whole bunch of rearrangements. So notice how our laws will always fit to the massive corporations, I'm not saying we shouldn't. We shouldn't screw them out. I mean, a lot of people probably paid for those tickets, so they probably should let that fall through. But just food for thought, you know what I mean? Notice how our laws are affected in, in our, what's the word I'm looking for? They are contingent on these big, massive companies. So why 2023? It's because of the transit companies. So they all unanimously... All of them, everyone, everyone in the Senate unanimously decided for the 2023. So this was uh, an interesting thing. Now, 
going off. Now, in these last three weeks, we've had a massive, massive, massive jump, right, in gas. So it's gone up, down, up, down. Now, let me explain a little bit about this because many of you are probably confused and you probably think, oh, you see the gas prices went back down. So Stephen Colbert, right? This is um, a comedian. This is one of those late night shows um, hosts that, you know, always tries to be funny and always has some propaganda, some mission behind the background. But anyway, Stephen Colbert says that everyone that he's okay with, right? He, he tells everybody he's okay with the rise in gas prices. And so many other rich people say that too. He's rich. Yeah, when you have millions of dollars, he said he's willing to pay up to five, seven, ten, twelve dollars a gallon. So you see, this is kind of like a um, you know, all the rich people. It's funny how all the rich people and people who have a lot of money are saying that they're okay with the jump in gas prices. Now, some people can afford Teslas, some people can afford these new electric cars, but a lot of these electric cars are like fifty thousand sixty thousand dollar cars and a lot of people have problem paying for a thirty five thousand dollar car forty thousand dollar car many people will put the new cars on leases then let those go and then buy a used car or they continue the payment back on restart from the lease which is a two-year lease right so they make four five hundred dollar payments on two years not owning the car and then they start a six-year payment on uh a loan so continuing either on the same payment or even higher sometimes. So that's about an eight years worth of payments towards a car. And that's really bad because you never want to invest in a depreciating value. So just as a heads up. So you see this. You have all these rich people who are massively with this whole, yes, we need, it's okay for the cause of uh, Ukraine, for the help of Ukraine. Yes, it's true. But maybe we should fix the problems in our own home first before we go out trying to fix everyone else's problems. It's funny how when we need to, when policing the country, right, everyone in America and everywhere else in the world had a problem with America policing the world. But now that Ukraine has entered into this situation, all of a sudden we should police and everyone else in the world is saying, why isn't America jumping into this? Hmm. Well, because you guys didn't want us to jump into this. Now they've pulled away, and now all of a sudden it's a problem. But it's interesting how we see this. Everybody, right? Everybody says, yes, rich people, yes, 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 rising gas prices, and the rest of you peasants go back to walking. So we'll see how things continue on. But a little information on this whole gas. The reason why gas has jumped, a lot of people think that it's because of this whole Russian situation. It's really not. About 5 to 8% of our oil comes from Russia. 50% of the oil that Europe buys comes from Russia. But for us, it's only about 5 to 8%. That's actually not a lot. The reason why we've been affected on gas prices is because we were getting our own oil here in America. You're talking about uh, container ships, these oil rig ships, right? that are bringing all this oil across the seas, having to pay for that transportation, that costs extra money. Now, for us, we weren't having to pay for that. We had it right here in our own land, and our own American people were the ones that were pulling this out of the ground. So you say to yourself, okay, think about this. Everybody says, let's save the world. Let's save the world. But pause on this. So you have 
right? Everybody who's with this whole carbon footprint and everything. I'm not saying that it's it's bad, right? I haven't fully understood the science, so I'm not completely on one side and completely on the other. I'm still learning a lot about this reading and trying to understand this whole global warming because I just recently found out that there's like a 500-year phase of global cooling, global warming, uh, then a, a period of like neutrality. So I'm still kind of studying a lot about this. It's funny. I'm going to hopefully do a podcast on this soon. But you see this, right? Everybody has a problem with this carbon footprint and what, how it's affecting our society, pulling all this oil out of the ground. And they say, we need to take care of our children. We need to look after our children because we're going to leave a worse world for them. But pause for a second. So you're okay with pulling oil out of Russia and you're okay with pulling oil out of the Middle East. Screw their kids. But as long as our kids are fine, we don't have a problem with it. No, 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 no. Life does not work like that. So if you're going to pull oil, pull oil out of a place where there's actually more laws in place to protect the environment than these other countries where they really don't care as much. And they actually have a worse carbon footprint than we do because of this stuff. China being one of them. So maybe it's best we pull oil out of our own home. Now, this whole pipeline that was being built in the United States, right, the Keystone Pipeline, everyone says, oh, you know, it wouldn't have affected. Actually, it would have. People say it would have taken two years to build. No, it wouldn't. It would actually take a few more months to finish building it. And a third of that pipeline was already being used. It was already affecting our gas prices. So this is why we have the jump in gas price because of these laws that Biden has put into place. Now, because Trump signed executive laws that allowed Biden to just walk in and just change these laws with a quick little signature, an executive signature done. He made the change of what Trump had done. Now, I do agree with one thing that Obama did. He never really pushed on executive orders massively, which he did sign more. But he did have a saying where he said, I do believe that we should fight to push for our senators, for our congressmen to vote for these laws to be in place permanently. I do agree with that. So I do think Trump should have pushed a little bit more. They probably wouldn't have anyways because nobody really cared about what Trump had to say about a lot of these things. They just saw him like a lunatic and a fool. So we see that. So now jumping back into this, into the gas prices, why have gas prices gone down? We are at the date of Saturday, April 9th. And if you've seen, there's been almost like a 40 cent drop, right? at least in my area, right there, the averages, you know, are, have been varying. It's, it's hard to kind of tell because they're going down still continuously, but the gas prices have been dropping. Now, why? Because Biden decided that we need to go into our oil reserve and to pull out oil. Now, mind you, people say great decision from Biden. No, it was not a great decision. It was actually a very bad decision because that's saved for moments when we have hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes. I mean, who knows what, right? Natural disasters, floods, the destruction of cities where they don't know what to do and they're having problems. 
this is what this oil reserve was put there for. It was not put there for us because we are making bad decisions. This is a very, very bad idea. We're going to run through this, right? He's, at, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that he was adding about a million gallons a day. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is going to do nothing. It's just going to put a small little dent for a temporary moment. And then watch, you're going to see an increase in prices all over again. So mark my words, if you're listening to this, April 9th, you're going to see a massive increase in the gas prices. Continuing on, rising food costs. If you've been noticing your bill, holy moly. So all this is happening because of COVID-19, right? We're beginning to order so many different things. This is a massive, massive and I mean a massive ripple effect that has happened. And it, people knew this was happening. This is the crazy thing. You can actually watch a documentary on Discovery Plus about this. So you have our society right now. We are getting lazier and lazier and lazier and lazier. And we care less and less about congregating, socializing with other people, going to malls, looking for our things, shopping for our things. This is why America is so obese. You know, we're all fat because of this reason because we don't like to step out of our own homes. We're all stuck in our phones. You're, you know, the, the average kid is probably hanging out more on his phone than anything. I actually had a client where I cut his hair and he was asking me, you know, about my, uh, how much time I spent on my phone. I asked him, how much time do you spend on your phone? 10 hours on average he spent on his phone. How you kill that much time, I don't know. So. Our generations and newer, younger generations are getting lazier and lazier and lazier. And obviously these adults, right, let's say in their mid-30s and lower, are the same way. They love to be able to shop on their phone, do absolutely nothing, and get fat. That is the truth. So because of this, this has affected us massively because we weren't ready for this. Amazon has been growing at such a rapid rate. Walmart, Target. It's so easy. You click a button, you get in your pajamas, you drive in your car, you don't have to get off at Target, and they bring it out to you. So think about this. I mean, this is getting crazy. Anyways, we did not see this happening in our society. We weren't ready for such a change in shipment and how things moved. People have gotten used to it. So what has happened? We've entered into this moment where we weren't ready and these shipping containers have gotten so backed up, especially because of COVID. You have some things all the way at the bottom, right? Because they stack these containers up. Uh, in, uh, if you've seen them, these metal containers that they bring um, across seas through the Panama Canal, through the Atlantic uh, Ocean, Pacific, you see all these big container ships and they all have these metal containers. Now, when they go and put a metal container, each ship, that's coming they're coming in a perfect time with certain products to be dropped off right picked up by a crane dropped on the ground and then the next one right behind it is going to get stacked on top of those containers so the containers that are going to get pulled off first are going to be the ones that were last dropped on there and the ones that were first dropped off at the containment ship those are going to be the last one's pulled off. I hope I make myself clear. So remember, the first ships that are coming in, into port, those are going to be the last ones to get pulled out by the trucks, that the trailer trucks are going to be pulling them out. The ones that are on top, 
the ones that were put in last, those are going to be the first ones pulled off. Now, we ran into a problem. These container ships kept coming and coming and coming and coming, and it destroyed the schedule. So it screwed up everything. And on top of that, you have all these mask mandates, these vaccine mandates, which have also affected our society where people don't want to work. So this is all you say, what does this have to do with the rising food costs? Well, because guess what? Now, in your local store, they don't have a way to get the meat to your place because these trailer trucks that are now who knows what right because they have such a problem if you go out to a lot of these like areas where these trailer these truckers drive if you go there and you actually look they're hiring and they're willing to take any joe schmo they're trained they'll do everything they say before they say you have to pay for your training you have to pay for the license they're willing to pay everything in the book every fee just to get you to get in there and start working so these people have gone in and they don't have enough. So you don't have enough food to get to the actual stores because the meatpacking place don't have enough workers. There's not enough truck drivers. Amazon is taking up a lot of these truck drivers, a lot of these people. You have people in vans, regular moms and dads that are dropping off Target packages at your house. Why? Because there's no truck drivers or delivery drivers out there to drop these things off. So the rising food costs comes because of the lack of inventory that there is, supply and demand. So notice how this is affecting us. And it's crazy because we really don't even need that much food. America, we waste so much food. It's ridiculous. So if a lot of you don't have enough food, right? Those of you who have a surplus, I mean, relax. Take it like a moment and say, you know what? Maybe I should lose some weight. Those of you who have children, well, try to apply. Try to do whatever it is you can. Look at your local churches. Try to get help wherever it is through single mothers, single fathers. Good luck. I'm praying for everyone out there that they can receive all the benefits that they deserve for their children, for these innocent children. Um... And if you have extra, please give to your local areas, help um, these uh, single mothers, single fathers that have difficulty even just providing for daycare, which daycare is expensive. Uh, tell Trust me, my wife have seen stuff like that and the, the cost that it takes. And you have a single father that barely pays his bills, you know, takes, pays for all these daycares. I mean... Try to help out wherever you can. There's like a 30% rise and increase in food costs. So that's a lot of money. If, you talk, if you're spending about $1,000 a month, that's an extra $300 a month. For some of you, that could be half of your paycheck. Some of you, that could be three quarters of your paycheck. So good luck. The rising cost in food. All right, going on to the next one, Title 42. This one is crazy. You have to push uh, those of you who are very politically driven. If you can call, um, tell people about this. Title Forty Two is to open our borders. This is uh, this is nonsense. Why? Because Title Forty Two, what it does is it allows our borders right for there's to be laws that are put in place to make sure that the wrong people don't get into our country. We can't just open up the border to everyone. They want to abolish Title Forty Two. So you think to yourself, open borders are completely fine. Yes and no, right? So the country is set in place in laws and ways that 
you have uh, a healthcare system, uh, an economy set up for us, it run to a certain way. Our system is not set up for us to be able to just take in everybody. And nor should everybody be able to just get in because there is people with bad intentions. I believe in mercy. I believe in loving in everybody. But in your home, you don't just let a random stranger in your house. And if you say yes, you are crazy. And if you say that I do this all the time with people, good luck. Um, you should have a bat by your door every time you go to sleep because to let a random person every night sleep in your house is kind of scary and crazy. And if you have children, well, good luck because this is how abuses happen. Anyways, back to the point. So Title 42 opens our borders. Now, with all the people, if you have not known about this, uh, because of this whole administration with Biden, they have been crazy about letting people in and they've let so many people in. There's been truckloads, busloads, videos of all these immigrants coming in. Now, mind you, my parents were immigrants, so I hope some of these people really make the best of what's happening. I really do. I'm genuinely, I genuinely say this and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. My wife was one of the one of these people so i really hope the best those who are coming in and make it into this country and those who get in trying to look for a better life may they work hard may they live a good life may they be virtuous and have good moral ethics may they take care of their children and provide a new better way in life for those who got in but there is so many criminals that are being let also into our country now, I'm not telling you to vote one side or the other on this. I want you to listen to me very clearly. Listen to what I just said. I empathize with both sides on this. But I also do agree that we should put laws in place that are for to allow us to be able to um, verify or to be able to scope or to see who is coming into our country. Because in Laredo, Texas... If you see there, the cartel has been going at it and they don't show this on the news. Only some news stations show this, but you have to look for this. In Dan, Dan Bongino has spoken about this. Tucker Carlson has spoken about this. Other people um, in different podcasts and, and there's in the cartel, what they do is if you look in videos in Mexico, right? When the cartel is fighting the police, the government, what they do is... They'll burn up uh, different trucks. They'll burn up different trucks, and those trucks that they burn up, they kind of put them out there to kind of distract um, the federal uh, government, the federal employees, the police, the army, so that they can shoot at them, right? Because it's kind of hard to see when those burning uh, vehicles are there. It kind of gives, it, it attracts the eye and it changes the vision depending if it's night or daytime. So this has been happening in Laredo, Texas because of people that have come in from different areas because of the cartel. This is not anymore in Mexico. The news stations don't talk about this. Don't listen to a lot of these news stations. You have MSNBC that has lied a lot, CNN that has lied a lot. You have CBS that has lied a lot. You have a lot of these places that have lied massively about a lot of things. And they're not telling the truth. And later on, they get exposed about a lot of different things. 
one of them being the Biden laptop, which we'll talk about that soon. Next. So this is no more in Mexico. This is happening right here in America. So all of you have been okay with opening up our borders. Cautious and be careful what you wish for because you might not like what's coming especially those who are down south that are very liberal, extreme liberal. I'm a liberal in the sense of freedom. I believe that every human being has his free will. I consider that liberal. So Title 42, look it up whenever you get the chance. Next, the Biden laptop. In these last few weeks, this has begun to come out. The Biden laptop. Now, if you remember and you go back and you watch Okay, go back and watch the debate with Trump and Biden. So what happens? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the third debate on the third debate right before hours before the debate happened. There was this laptop. They called it the laptop from hell, right? The laptop from hell. And it was Hunter Biden's laptop. Now you have. This man called Tony Bobolinsky, which came out and leaked out all kinds of massive information. So you have this Biden laptop that comes out right before the debate. And Biden says, this is just Russian disinformation. I did not believe it. You could smell that this man was lying from a mile away. But okay, everybody believed it. Once again, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, all these crazy, I mean, uh, I, I I don't remember if Fox did it or not, to be honest with you. I know they were more conservative and pushing more towards the Trump side. But everybody else did say this. They said it was Russian disinformation. They said this has nothing to do. This was all lies. They're just trying to destroy the Biden campaign. Okay, fine. Everybody believed it. So now what happened? Guess what? Within these last few weeks, from the last time that you heard the last bi-weekly news, guess what has come out? That the Russian disinformation ended up being real. The New York Post decided to talk about this, and guess what? The very same cancel culture newspaper got canceled out themselves. And then they decided to speak out about this laptop. From hell and how cancel culture is so bad. It's funny how they got a taste of their own medicine and they didn't like it. But anyways, now they've begun to say that this laptop was real, that it was true. Now, what was the connection with a lot of these things that were happening? Well, Tony Bobolinsky was one of the men that was hired by the Biden family to be able to be, uh, run a company because Hunter Biden was making deals with Ukraine. Check this out. This is where things get crazy. Hunter Biden was making deals, energy deals. This man has no experience with energy. He has no experience doing none of this. What begins to happen? He decides to hire Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky says that he met with the Bidens. And he has text messages and emails saying, Hunter Biden getting paid who knows how many millions of dollars. Then you have his brother, Joe Biden's brother getting paid who knows how many millions. And then they say for big, right, for the big guy, which was Joe Biden. Hmm. 
who is going to war right now and where is this moral dilemma and this conflict happening with America and joining in and entering with the problems and everything that's happening in Ukraine. Wow, America. I don't know what's happening. I have my suspicions. I have a lot of thoughts and I can connect a lot of dots. But I will be honest with you. It does look very suspicious and I can't say for a fact 100% that some of these things are true because it's hard to connect so I don't want to put it on the news until I believe that there is. But I am using a little bit of reasoning on this on. So I hope some of you do too. This is why I had said on the last bi-weekly news, do not side with anyone. You do not know what the real story is. So I'm not saying Russia is good. If Putin has done what he's done, killing innocent people is wrong. But you don't know what this guy from Ukraine, this president or this prime minister from Ukraine speaks about what he says, what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't want to put it out in news. I have my suspicions. I have my thoughts. I can connect a lot of dots, but I don't want to put it out there. So let's see what happens. So that is the Hunter Biden laptop. If you get the chance, look that up anywhere. You can look up on the Tucker Carlson, the interview that was done with Tony Bobolinsky. So uh, check that out. Continuing on, Gavin Newsom. He wants to ask for $200 billion. Gavin Newsom says that $100 million would go for native tribes to do as they wish because everything was taken away. And oh my gosh, how this man with his white teeth and his nice slick back hair and his little political smile, what does he do? Well, he goes off explaining how this is such a great thing for the native people. A hundred million dollars. You need 10 more a hundred million dollars to make one billion dollars. Okay. You need 10 more $100 million to make $1 billion. This man is asking for $200 billion. Where do you think all that money is going? It's going towards corruption. I'm sorry, but California is known for, cor for corruption. You have such a massive poverty, poverty that's happening over there in LA. And guess what? These political people who are in charge of these areas where they're supposed to be taking care of the poor people, guess what? They are making millions of dollars. Please, you do not need a million-dollar paycheck salary to be able to do the job that you do. Even if you do 100000 in L.A., because of the cost of food, housing, gas, all that, okay, fine, let it slide. Real estate, I get it, 100000 even 120k, I'd let you slide with. These people are pushing close to a million dollar salaries over there. So, Gavin Newsom asking for 200 billion, and he's only going to be giving 100 million to the native tribes to do as they wish. That's what he says. A lot of this money, he doesn't want to explain where it's going, but we all know where it's happening with all that. Next, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is making a sequel to The Passion of Christ. He's calling it The Resurrection. Now, this was such a controversial thing. 
and Mel Gibson has gone off constantly on so many tangents and he looks so bad on so many things. And a lot of people actually don't want to sponsor him. But guess what? This is going to happen no matter what. Because if I'm not mistaken, the passion was actually fully funded by him. So he was the producer. He was the big guy with all the heavy pockets. So he might have gotten backlash, but he got to do exactly what he wanted. Now, the resurrection is probably going to be a lot more problems towards all of this. Why? Because Christianity, forget about it. It's being attacked in America. So because of this, I do feel there will be backlash towards the resurrection. But he still will probably be able to do what he does without a problem because money's going to come and he's going to do exactly what he wants. And he does amazing work. Mel Gibson as a director, got to give him credit. He's good at what he does. So Mel Gibson is coming out with the sequel to The Passion of Christ, which is going to be called The Resurrection. So I'm interested to see that one, not only because I'm a Christian, but Mel Gibson is a great director and does amazing work. Next. Kentaji Brown Jackson was asked in these last few weeks, right? They were, she got put in as a Supreme Court justice. So Kentaji Brown Jackson was asked, what is a woman? And she said, I am not a biologist. Hmm. We learned this in high school. You take biology in high school. You actually are supposed to learn this like right when you go in about the X and Y chromosomes. They didn't ask her, what do you feel or what do you think the understanding of a woman is? They asked for a clear cut statement. Um, and she says, I'm not a biologist. This is crazy. This truly is crazy. Because. We've gotten into this gender politics and this has just become nuts because I don't know if you know this, but every civilization right before they collapse, they become obsessed with gender identity and the gender and the sexuality. So I'm very curious as to where our civilization is going. Uh, this is nothing new. I mean, you look at the Romans, they were you know, caught up in this transgender and this men and men, female and female, what you do, it's none of my business. And if you want to do it behind closed doors or out in the open, I don't know, whatever you want to do, fine. But you don't impose your ways on somebody else, okay? If you think that I am wrong in what I feel, well, then you have the right to think that. I have the right to think that you're wrong, right? But the second you tell me you cannot act like that, well, then you're saying that your opinion is right and my opinion is wrong. And you tell me you can't act like that. So if I say that you can't act like that, it's not okay for me to do, but it's okay for you to say to me. So this is something that you must be very cautious about. It's one thing for me to be told I can't say something. It's another thing for me to be imposed for a certain verbiage and language to be imposed upon me, okay? This whole seeing somebody for what they are, be very cautious with this, right? 
I always say all the time, this whole talk that we need to talk about racism, we need to see somebody for their color, we need to do this, this is wrong. I will say this to anybody. For black, Hispanic, Indian, Chinese, I don't care what you are, you should not be seen for your skin color. You should be seen for the human being that you are on the inside. It sounds a little bit like a kindergartner teacher, but you get what I'm saying. Remember, if you are driving a car and your police, the police officer pulls you over, the last thing you want is for him to admit that he pulled you over because of your skin color. Do you understand what I'm saying? When people say that they want you to see them for their skin color, this is a problem. This is a very dangerous thing because we're going to begin to put people in boxes according to their skin color. This is what Martin Luther King spoke about. He was against this. Whoever says that they were, oh, Martin Luther King would have been ashamed of what's happened. Yes, he would have been ashamed with the side that's fighting for this whole new see me for who I am identity. This is very dangerous. This whole uh, binary, non-binary genders and also this whole see me for my skin color. Okay? All right. Latoya Ravanol. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but this is crazy. Disney executive producers Latoya says that she was trying to put queer everywhere in any moment that she could in any movie. Nobody was stopping her, and she was doing it all subliminally with the purpose in mind. This is what LaToya says. She's an executive producer from Disney. So Disney came out openly saying that they were trying to put queer, gay, and everything so that you could be subliminally taught this. So cautious to this. Before, when you used to see these YouTube videos of people saying that there's a lot of subliminal messages everywhere, which I do believe that there is, well, now they straight up came out and said there was subliminal messages. This came out on Fox News. You can actually watch the inter interview with Latoya Ravagnol. I don't know how to say that name. So if I'm saying it wrong, well, forgive me. But. Now they also came out and they said that they are not going to be saying, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the park. They're going to be saying, good evening, fellow friends. Now, whether they say ladies and gentlemen or not, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. I'll be honest with you. But the fact that they have fallen prey and they have made this decision, not because they would like to just include everybody as a whole in one sentence, but because they made this decision out of the fact that this whole gender politics has affected our society, they were manipulated by the people, by the workers. This is bad. The fact that a company decided to fall to this. So let's see how Disney does in their stocks and their money when everybody begins to cancel out. I'm not going to lie. I have not really liked a lot of the Disney movies. I was a fan of the 90s. Uh, in the 80s movies, because I did, do believe that there was a lot of in-depth psychology, philosophy, and a lot of those stories. Uh, now, the men who created those movies were fascinating. I mean, they really were. I'll be honest with you. One of them was gay. 
and I didn't have a problem. I do think that the stories themselves were great. I didn't look at what I believed in and he was wrong and I'm not going to support it. I did think that the man made a great movie just because you have a certain way of living doesn't mean that you're a bad human being or that you do things wrong or that I can't support anything. Some of you are thieves. Some of you are liars. Some of you are cheaters. Some of you hate. Some of you have killed somebody and nobody knows. Some of you beat your children. Some of you hit your wives. Some of you do a lot of things in the backgrounds that no one knows about. And just the only reason why you're not being hated is because your sins have not been exploited. So just because this man had a certain lifestyle doesn't mean I was going to hate his movies. I actually enjoyed some of his movies. There's actually a nice documentary about this man and all the things that he went through. But the movies that he made, uh, the Disney's Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and if I'm not mistaken, I think The Lion King also, uh, or Pinocchio. I don't remember which one, but for sure those two. And they were fascinating movies that this man made. So, once again, I'm not against people. Whatever lifestyle you choose, God gave us free will. Whatever you want to do, however you want to live, it's none of my business. I respect you. You respect me. You want to lie, cheat, and steal. Morally, I'm not going to be with you, and I'm not, I'll tell you the truth. You know, and if you're trying to make a change in your life, I can be your friend. But if you want to live that lifestyle and continue to live that lifestyle and just say, screw it. I can't let you be a bad example to my family or influence my thoughts. So I just won't be your friend, but I'll respect your decisions and you're free to do what it is that you want to do. So once again, also the Will Smith slap. Hmm. Wow. That one was crazy. That slap was heard around the world. That was spoken about weeks later. Even I'm still speaking about it now. The reason why I'm talking about it is because I just, I mean, come on. The story was so big. You just got to mention it. But this is a cool thing about waiting. You get a big spectrum of the story instead of just getting it bits and chunks, making judgments, then having to change your judgments, then having to do different things. Well, guess what? The New York Post right, says that the demand for tickets have gone up on the Chris Rock ticket sales uh, on this tour that he was doing, his comedy tour. These tickets are selling out massively. People are buying them and they're reselling them at a massive increase in the price. So Will Smith, for those of you who don't know and those of you who listen to this podcast, if you didn't hear about it, wow, you're amazing. I tell you that. That's cool. But Will Smith and Chris Rock have been two massive, a comedian and an actor. They've been one of the top, not because of their color, not in their color, just a great actor and a great comedian, period. Nothing about skin color. Forget that. I hate how everybody keeps saying, oh, they made it in the white world. No, they were great at what they did. Period. They're successful. Period. Done. Well, Will Smith, well, Chris Rock makes a joke at the Grammys. I didn't watch this. <clears throat> this was just spoken about everywhere. Me and my wife heard about it. Chris Rock at the Grammys decides to make a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, his wife, about her hair, about a movie where it's instead of G.I. Joe, he says G.I. Jane, okay? 
So insinuating, right? You know how in the army they cut your hair bald, right? Okay. So G.I. Jane in the movie, the G.I. Jane movie. Okay, so everybody understands this. He, I don't think he knew that she was going through hair loss. So this became a dilemma. Now, because of this, because of what was happening, Will Smith, in the beginning, he laughs a little bit. So this is kind of weird. And then he gets up and then walks up to Chris Rock and just straight smacks him. I mean, just goes back and full-blown slap. Now, afterwards, Chris Rock says, you know, like, wow, I just got slapped by Will Smith. He curses a little bit, but keep it family, family friendly. He says, I just got slapped by Will Smith. Will Smith says, keep, your, keep my name out your effing mouth. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. He says, it was just a G.I. Jane joke, like relax. He says, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Okay. This was crazy because I don't know what to think about this. We've seen time and time and time and time and time and time and time. And I can't explain how many times that people do things in these type of award shows and in these big moments in the Super Bowls, uh, all the different kinds of things where it's just a publicity stunt. So I don't know if this was a publicity stunt or not. I don't know, to be honest with you, so don't quote me on that. But I do find it ironic how his ticket sales skyrocketed right after that. But everything seems to be good, so... Good luck to the rest of you guys. Hopefully, you don't go through anything like that. Well, if it was real, Chris Rock handled it like a champ, and he was a complete, complete gentleman about everything. He said, okay, let's move on, and he continued the show. So it there was, uh, at the first show that was done, it did say, if I'm not mistaken, that there were some reports that he actually went up on stage, people started clapping, and after he began to, the, the, I guess the crowd wouldn't stop clapping. And he starts to tear up a little bit. And eventually he continues the show and he says, listen, like I'm still analyzing this. I'm still going through this. So you're going to hear about it later on in, in one of my other comedy tours. But for right now, I'm still processing everything. So I do think he handled it like a gentleman. If it was real, well, I tip my hat to you. Because to take a slap from somebody like that in full-blown public, I mean, there's a lot of people who clapped afterward for what Will Smith did. I don't agree with that. I don't think that they should have clapped for violence. I don't think violence is the answer to anything. And I, I'll repeatedly say this over and over and over. Violence is not the answer. And if you do believe violence is the answer, well, then where does it stop? Where is the line drawn? This is why this violence thing leads me to the whole abortion abortion situation. Where does the line stop? Okay, fine. We kill the baby at nine months. So why is it? What's the difference between eight months and nine months? Okay, people say, oh, because there's no heartbeat. Okay, well, fine. If he doesn't have a heartbeat, right? Let's say he's at eight months. So there's no heartbeat. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this is just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I, where's the line drawn? Because he doesn't have a heartbeat, then it's okay to murder him. 
you know, I always found it weird how one's pro-life and the other one's pro-choice. It's not pro-death. I don't know. Well, a little bit of news for thought for all of you out there. I hope you really enjoyed this. I'm still looking for advertisements right now. If you please rate, subscribe, share the podcast if you enjoyed this. Um, Also, I just set up to be able to have the Patreon account. So for all of you who would like to support, go to patreon.podbeam.com slash food, the number four, and thought. So once again, if you would like to donate, donate and support, I'm trying to get the support and people who are willing to just donate because I'll be honest with you, I have spoken with a lot of different advertisements and I would like to put out a lot of these more podcasts, but the truth is I have seven kids. I have a wife for all of you who are married. You understand that you can't just leave your wife to do everything at home by herself. My wife is like a superhero, really. So she does a lot of things. But the truth is, we're all human. We all got to help each other out. So I can't leave my wife with seven kids to do everything, go to work, and then still get everything done and put the podcast. This is why sometimes it takes me a while to put the podcast together. Sometimes I already have all these notes, all these information, and ready to be downloaded and recorded. But the truth is, is I don't have time. I would like to step away from work. But in order to step away from work, I have to have the economical means to be able to do this. So for those of you who would like to support towards this, donate. Don't take it like like a subscription. I'm not going to give extra uh, content for those. I want everybody to have all my content free. I believe what was given to me freely, I give to you freely. But if you would like for me to be able to put this content out more often, more repeated on a weekly basis, more consistently, well, then if you're willing to support towards this cause, I'm trying to hit a goal uh, at least of a salary to match my old salary. So as long as I can match that, I'll be pretty good in doing all this, taking time off from work, right, from my barbershop, and doing this more often. So once again, if you would like to support, it's patron.podbeam.com slash food, the number four, and thought. Don't forget, it's not food, F-O-R, thought, food for thought. It's food, the number four, and then thought, okay? Once again, patron.podbeam.com slash food, the number four, and thought. So support, rate, share, subscribe. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I try my hardest, my hardest. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I don't do YouTube. I'm not trying to put my face out there. I'm not trying to do none of this. I don't look for advertisement. I don't look. I want to show everybody that you can do this. You don't need Facebook, Twitter, and social media in order for you. Instagram, Snapchat. You don't need none of this in order to get things to grow. Just put out the best that you can do, and hopefully it's good enough that people enjoy it. That's how I lived and and did it with my barbershop. I believe God was a big blessing towards it, but I also believe that you just put out good work. You put out the good work, and the good work will talk for itself. Well, with that, have a good night, take care, and God bless.